The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello there and welcome to episode 163. I hope that you're doing very well today and if you do happen to be struggling with OCD or anxiety you can get a free session with me to get that. All you need to do is to head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the free session. In today's podcast we're going to be talking about the importance of self-compassion for OCD. This is something that I really didn't pay attention to for, for many years and it was only more recently within the last two to three years that I really started to, to work on self-compassion. I found it to be something incredibly helpful for, for OCD and uh, I'm certainly seeing that now with my clients as well. So I wanted to, to do a podcast on it um, you know, as always, I really hope that you you find it helpful. Um, if you would like to to help the podcast a bit, it would be great if you could head over to uh, Instagram and follow and like there. And if you could also subscribe on your podcast app of choice, that would be amazing. So that's it. I really hope that you enjoy. If you have any questions, then uh, do please let me know. And many thanks. For many years, um, effectively, I, I thought that self-compassion was a load of nonsense. Um, I equated it with self-indulgence and selfishness. So, you know, surely for, for me, the, the kind of the idea of being compassionate towards yourself was actually just being lazy and wouldn't help you to achieve um, something. And how wrong I was, because... You know, it turns out that self-compassion has got nothing to do with these things, but rather it's the act of recognizing our own imperfections and forgiving ourselves for them. According to the self-compassion expert, Christine Neff, I really recommend uh, checking out her stuff um, online. Self-compassion entails being warm and understanding towards ourselves when we suffer, fail or feel inadequate, rather than ignoring our pain or flagellating ourselves with self-criticism. Self-compassionate people recognize that being imperfect, failing, and experiencing life difficulties is inevitable. So they tend to be gentle with themselves when confronted with painful experiences. In my own personal experience, there's a lot of truth to this, even more so when you look at it through the lens of OCD. At heart, OCD is a stubborn unwillingness to tolerate uncertainty. We demand perfection from ourselves and are most certainly not gentle when it comes to working out an obsession or performing just one more compulsion. There's a forcefulness to to the OCD, a nature that is unwilling to bend to the shape of its own imperfections and this causes us a lot of unnecessary problems. Take, for example, the person that has to perform rituals before leaving their home. 
if they make a mistake during their ritual, um, if they miss uh, mistime something or do it in the wrong order, then they have to start all over again. Often they can end up spending ridiculous amounts of time having to repeat the ritual over and over until they feel that they've got it just right. They do this because they want to have that sense of certainty that it gives them as this keeps the anxiety in check. When we look at this obsessive action with self-compassion in mind, or a lack thereof, we begin to see that OCD is in part a failing of self-compassion. If we were being more compassionate, then we would more easily recognize that treating ourselves in this way is actually more akin to a form of self-abuse than something that is helping us. Now, I'm not saying here that a lack of self-compassion is the sole cause of OCD. Obviously, it is a multifaceted problem with a whole range of contributing factors. But a thread that seems to tie so many people with OCD together is a lack of self-compassion. If, like me, you have been suspicious of self-compassion in the past and see it as indulgent, then, you know, that really is a shame as it may stop you from from taking action that could really help you. But hopefully, if you can view it from the perspective that I discussed at the start, not as something indulgent, but as something that can help us to see our mistakes and our imperfections more objectively, to recognize that self-compassion, rather than being selfish, is actually a responsibility because when we take care of ourselves, we are better able to take care of the people in our lives that are important to us. When we start seeing self-compassion in this light, we can let go of the guilt that so many people experience when starting to work on it. So what are some of the the things that you can start to do today to work on your own self-compassion? Well, what you have to remember first of all is that self-compassion is a process. Although you might now be becoming more aware of its importance, awareness of it is not enough. We have to apply that. So even when we um, actually apply it though, things don't just change overnight. Um, I liken it to, to peeling back the layers of an onion. Each time we respond to a mistake differently or see something from a a different perspective, we are peeling that onion, but there is always going to be another layer to peel. The more we practice, though, the easier it becomes, and we start to notice the benefits fairly quickly when we commit to making self-compassion one of our main goals. So what are some simple activities to get you started? One is to reassess a mistake that you may have made in the past and that you still beat yourself up for and try to look at it from a more self-compassionate perspective. Now, straight away, um, if you're anything like me, um, there may be a part of you that rejects the idea of forgiving yourself for a mistake. Now, this is your inner critic speaking. It's the part of you that is trying to protect you and that doesn't want you to make mistakes as they are clearly uh, not what you want to be doing. And it's easy to get angry with the inner critic as, as you know, this voice um, is the one that is often underpinning a lot of our struggles with OCD. Um, you know, you better, you better not do that or it might trigger you or you just touched that doorknob at the doctor's. You better go home and wash your hands 300 times. And, you know, this is really, really tricky. We're so used to, to hearing this voice, um, you know, bossing us around and, 
And effectively, it's the kind of mean voice that is so often keeping us stuck. But actually, when we also recognize that the inner critic is actually just trying to help us, um, be it in a misguided and unhelpful way, we can automatically start to be a bit kinder with it, and, and therefore with ourselves. Having, um, having thought of a mistake then that you would like to revisit, the idea is to get enrolled as a compassionate friend. Many people struggle with the idea of being compassionate with themselves, whilst being incredibly compassionate to their family and friends. So actually the role is not completely alien to us. By speaking to ourselves from the position of a compassionate friend, we can bring more objectivity um, objectivity to the perceived mistake. Ask yourself some of the following questions. Was it all actually my fault? Were there other factors at play? Where else could the blame lie? Was I too young or inexperienced to know how to handle the situation? Why might I have actually been acting in that way? Is there another way to look at the story? How did I um, actually learn from this experience? Although I may not be proud of it, did the experience help me to grow? Try to answer these questions from the viewpoint of a compassionate friend. There are no right or wrong answers. The aim is to just start to see past mistakes from a slightly different angle as we tend to only really reflect on the the more negative perspective. The best way to approach this is to to write it all down. The process of, of doing this really helps us to reflect more deeply. And if you can try to come up with an an alternative way of seeing that mistake, one that is more compassionate, it's really going to be uh, helpful for you moving forward. Also, try to be aware of the tone of voice you're using when you speak to yourself about mistakes. If it's a harsh, abrupt and mean voice, then you're likely in the role as the inner critic. See if you can relax that voice a little. Thank the inner critic for alerting you to the issue, but firmly remind it that it needs to pipe down a little bit and that you'll you'll take it from here. Now, these activities will help you to get the ball rolling towards more self-compassion. But remember, it takes commitment to really see the benefits to, to come to fruition. I highly recommend that you check out the work of Christine Neff and that you work with somebody to really help you to, to start bringing more uh, self-compassion into your life. So there we go, guys. That's it for today. I really hope that you found that helpful. As always, if you have any questions, then do please let me know. And many thanks. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.